0: Dude, I love your studio. Look at that gorgeous spot Thank that you've you. got there behind you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I do the radio uh, the radio show from this room a lot of the time. <laughs> and and you had a pretty catastrophic fire, right? Yeah, we had a house
1: fire um about a year and a half ago. It was in God, what year now? So, we're 2022. So, it was it would have been September or October. Of twenty
0: twenty. We had a house. Uh huh. Yeah. Man, and and look how look how beautiful you were able to rebuild. That's yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh having a full time job (laughs) during the pandemic helped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's a completely different we're in a completely different house, you know. Um, okay. All the records you see behind me, I I had to purchase new, you know. Or oh my gosh. Let me not say new. A lot of them are used, but
0: They're, yeah, they're, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. they're new, not. They're not. They're, they're not.
1: Th- they're not things. I had before the fire, basically. Yeah.
0: So was it was just a total annihilation of all your worldly possessions, or how did it go down? So the fire started in a laundry room that was right next to our bedroom,
1: uh-huh. and it completely took out our bedroom. So like all of the clothes, like you know, went up in oh, the smoke. Right. Yeah. Most of the things in the bedroom, like the television melted, like it was that bad. There was a lawnmower right. outside the house that melted into the concrete. <laughs> oh like God. I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. The rest of the house um, was mostly damaged by soot um, oh, okay. because because after the fire, um, it looked like the roof was going to buckle and cave in. And in some parts of the house, it did cave in mm-hmm. um, and we weren't allowed in for safety Right. for like six or seven months and wow. in that time it's like the soot and the smoke damage ruined everything else that maybe could have been salvaged
0: mm, mm, mm,
1: mm. Yeah. I, we actually went in and grabbed some equipment after six months and we and a, a friend of mine who i work with grabbed all my records <laughs> and they're sitting at kxp right now still covered in soot and uh there's a friend of mine that works at a record store that's also housed at the at the radio station. Basically, like uh-huh. we share a building with this record store called Light in the Attic, uh-huh. and we might we might do a fire sale one of these days. Uh, <laughs> a literal fire sale. A literal fire sale. Like the records that end up being like we can salvage them enough. Like I don't I don't want them in my house because I the smell of soot is like very triggering and I don't want to be reminded of of the house fire. Yeah.
0: It's, it's just, it's just in there, huh? It's just in there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The smell gets in the paper that holds the records. Right. And like, I've done my best to clean a few and I'm like, yeah, you can do everything you can, but
0: that smell just kind of lingers in the paper, you know? Right. 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 Yeah. No. And that's, and, and, Especially when it's linked to something as traumatic as a as a house fire, you know that memory, mm-hmm. what a thing to have two such you know beauty and darkness like mixed together, the beauty that you get from from playing music and and your beloved record collection, and yet that holding in all of its pores the, the um the trauma of that event <laughs> you know exactly that's yeah. that's heavy, yeah, so. So you had the the DJ had to start from zero and it looks like you you did you did pretty well for yourself looking at the number of records on the
1: shelf there. I got I got a little obsessed, you know, like the hardest thing about the fire for mm-hmm. me and I think for Ijoma and myself was the loss of sentimental items that we can't sure. get back. Things sure. like photographs, um lost all my journals, like things that I've written since I was 16 You're gone, you know, man. Yeah. You can't, you can't get those back. But once I realized like, Oh, these records that I thought I, that I thought were rare that I would never be able to find again, like through the magic of the internet, like I can actually get those memories back. I can actually get those songs that hold these memories and I can have them again. So uh, once, once I started collecting records again, I got a bit obsessed. You know,'cause it it felt like a part of my healing like i can I can get these memories you know by by getting these records, and also a lot of people were just really kind and I mean, I would have to say like again, Brad at Light in the Attic, he really initiated my <laughs> love of record collecting again because he gave me a box of records to start with oh okay as a as a gift, and there was a couple other d j s and even record stores who record labels who sent boxes you know, once they heard That's a good friend. Yo, That's a good friend to do that. I, f- I feel so lucky, you know, so, yeah.
0: So I want to, I, I got to ask you then, what was the first record that, th- that you got to, to make your way back on, on, on the path of, of starting your collection again? It was a box.
1: It wasn't even a single record. It was a uh-huh. box. Of, it was a box of records. Uh Sly Stone was in there. Um, God, a lot of the light in the attic rele- releases were in there. I did buy a John Coltrane record that same day. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I'm trying to remember who else was in there. Uh Betty Davis was in there. Uh um, Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of classic
0: stuff. <laughs> That's a special thing, right? I I I think about like the intentionality like when our daughter was born. Mm. Congratulations thank you i mean she's she's yeah. ten now, but
1: yeah, you know um I don't know but, i don't know I don't know if I've gotten to say congratulations
0: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it yeah. well we when we brought her home from from the hospital, you know, and they're just you all of a sudden, i mean first of all, you're like hit with all of this like wave of emotion and and then you're tired mm-hmm. and the whole thing but you know, I realized what is gonna be the first imprint of music on her you know right. when she when when she, what is music going to be and so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. F- for me i remember so clearly it had to be stevie wonder yeah it had yeah. To, it had to be and i see i see uh uh intervisions, intervisions. over there right yeah i see oh, that yeah. um yeah. and and uh and i just remember dancing with this little baby. In my arms you know mm-hmm. day one coming home and playing mm-hmm. and uh i think i think number two was the clash Okay, <laughs> <I think>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> to have a little bit of that a little a little bit of that edge in there also love, uh, it. love in the edge you know Lo- uh pushing pushing I, a little bit i love it 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 makes an impact right like it does. i
1: i can still remember the first musician i ever knew by name was aretha franklin you know Mm, and, really okay yeah because that was what my parents played around me when i was a baby you know uh-huh Uh huh. and that's had. i think that's had such a profound impact on you know my orientation like even towards music like the things i'm drawn to the things that comfort me the things that feel like home you know it's like yeah. a lot of slow you know
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 no that's i i think that imprint is is really is really key it's a thing yeah. so you know the idea of what would you what would you do if you had i mean obviously we're walking around with the world's largest record collection in our pockets all the time now yes but if you are being intentional about it particularly because records are it's like buying a piece of art right exactly because it is because it you a record collection is also an art collection you know the time that's put into those albums I don't know if you can see, but on both walls
1: in my studio uh uh
0: uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: are are these uh shelves where I can display oh, the cover there's art. There's Gil. Okay. Yeah, I see the that co- uh-huh. cover art because it is they are they are little pieces of art, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the idea of like what how would you how would you restart that? What are the what are the not just the sounds, but also the images that you wanna be surrounded by in your space, I think that's that's such a that's such a key yeah, yeah. it's like a, it's a really deep question that, that you've had to wrestle with and, and it seems oh. like coltrane and betty davis and everybody you know yeah. to start with that's a good place to start sly
1: yeah curtis mayfield would be number 1 for me i need curtis mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know gil scott heron for sure during the pandemic you know oh His my voice, gosh his voice has just been such a such a comfort, such a balm through these last few years, you know. People I agree um, with that. People like who haven't really spent time with Gil Scott hearing his music. I think they just think of like his spoken word and like the revolution will not be televised. But his singing is so like it's so warm. It's so like <laughs> it feels like a yeah. hug,
0: like his voice, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Day and John Coltrane. That that's, yes, I love it. That's yeah. that's another one. I was just t- actually I was telling a friend the other day, we were we were just trading stories about about um, our each of our our favorite record shop to go to in high school because there was mm-hmm. one that was on on the on the way home, mm-hmm. um, so I'd walk by it on the way home from high school. And stop by in there, and I mean, truth be told, it was it was mostly a used CD store. It wasn't wasn't yeah. a lot of records in there. I think they they did, but but at the time, I was definitely more interested in, in in getting the CDs, and they'd have all the new stuff that came in, and and I would just be in there multiple times a week, flipping through, you know, the clack 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 of of the of the plastic mm-hmm. cases, That's and right. and uh, and looking for something and. And because I was probably, I'm I'm the oldest child in a family that didn't really have a lot of particularly pop music playing in the household a lot, mm-hmm. and so I didn't really have anybody who, who said, "Here are the records you need to listen to." You know, "Here's right. here's the music to listen to." Like my dad did a little bit, but it was it was the answer was almost always just Bob Dylan. Like <laughs> it, it was okay. that, and like. Mozart and Beethoven, okay. like that was basically it. You know, he didn't really yeah. have a lot, a lot of uh, music that he was sharing with me, and so, um, so a lot of it is by discovery. And how do you go out and and discover music if you don't have older, um, mm-hmm. sets of friends that are gonna you know show you the way? Right. It's a lot mm-hmm. of it is that by sight, and right. and just this looks like a record that's interesting. Right. This is a name of right. a band that sounds cool. This is a record cover that looks cool. And Gil Scott Heron was totally one of those where I remember oh. at at like 16 um, seeing that record cover Pieces or of another Man. similar one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And 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 holding it up and, and looking back at the you know, the old bearded guy with his his, you know, old boots and stuff sitting up on the on the counter. Uh-huh. You know, and and his you know long ponytail and stuff, and I hold this up to the guy and I say, "Is this is this any good?" And he kind of <laughs> looks at me, he looks at me kind of you know uh, 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 quizzically, you know, and and is like, "You know, you're into that, <laughs> you know?" Because most of <laughs> the other stuff, you know, I was also picking up like Rancid and Operation Ivy and you know other okay. like punk bands and Blink One Eighty Two or whatever. But he's like, "Really, you?" I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> right, but but that was, you know, that was uh, that's one of those albums that I just I always remember coming mm-hmm. home and putting it on and just totally getting blown away because of the depth the, you know the yeah. humanity that's like in that that's record, right. you know, the that's pulse right. that's in it. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Such yeah. a such a classic. For me, I don't know what it is like i have I have pandemic artists now, like artists who I've listened to more during the pandemic than I did before and mm. gil scott heron is is definitely like my number one like quarantine pandemic artist like I've listened to him probably more than anyone else wow. in these years like wow. in these in these last two years, probably like more than I ever have before you know what i mean
0: what's um, a what's a song that's that's really touched you during this time?
1: I mean, I think I'll call it morning is one that that I come back to a lot. Um, The pieces of a man album in general, um, God, there's so many. Even his cover of Bill Withers, like, Grandma's Hands, um, Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm.
1: there's just so many. I'm gonna take myself a piece of sunshine And paint it all over my sky Be no rain